Hello, and welcome back to Spooky You, where I am finally away from you again. Oh, okay. Well, ah. cool. Okay, thanks. Um, yep. We're starting yeah. off with violence again. Yeah, you woke up and chose violence because it's like freaking 12 p.m. there. It's like, I'm about to have dinner after this. It's still early in the morning. I'm still feeling great. It's actually raining and high winds. So oh, it's it is raining here too. Oh, great. We both have beautiful weather. Yeah, and we have snow. Oh, nice. We're just about to lose all of ours. Oh, well, we, we are too. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, I, I'm a little bummed because we're about to lose our ice rink. We There's a big lake in the middle of the neighborhood, and that's where everyone goes ice skating. Oh. And it was really cute Friday, Thursday, or uh, Thursday, Friday night. I got back in, and me and a friend went ice skating, and we were going around talking. Obviously, you know, we're mid-20-year-olds, so we're obviously talking about mid-20s kind of stuff and cracking jokes and saying things. Oh, you young children. Yeah. How's it feel to be so old at, uh, what are you at now? Well, by the time this comes out, I'll be closer to 30. I'll be like two weeks from 30. <laughs> She's crossing over that age into retirement. Getting old there. Yeah, I'm expecting my AARP card in the mail anytime soon now. Like, ready to go get that senior discount. Yeah, you get to catch in on that Social Security. <laughs> god if only right Although, yeah that's like, not to happening be real, to be real if i if i had the opportunity to like sit on my butt all day and not do anything i would be bored out of my freaking mind yeah that, like, that's i really fair. would okay so anyway two young 20 year olds walking in the woods what were you doing that could be a ghost story well here's the funny thing is that we're skating around on this rink and we're talking obviously and then every time i get a little loud i remember oh yeah Every child I teach at the local elementary school is like 20 feet away. JP. JP. I didn't, I don't think I, I didn't say anything really bad, but it was that kind of, you know, when you see it's a that teacher, oh shit moment. Yeah. We're, oh yeah. Everyone around me knows me. Yeah. No, I, I got you. I got you. But that's life. No, that's just Sika. Oh, okay. Well, that's also, I mean, a small town in general. Yeah. I mean, can you honestly say though, you really know anybody where you live? I know the people that live across the street. Besides them. <laughs> They're very sweet. But uh, hey, all, we are Spooky You, and we are here to do a look back episode. We are talking all things season two. Yes, if it would <laughs> go very well in a Rick Rorden novel, we'll talk about it. That seems real niche, JP. I've been reading the Percy Jackson series. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, follow along. Mike Schubert, newest Olympian podcast. A lot of fun. Anyway. Is, he, is that still Potterless or did he rename it? No, it's a new one that he made. He still has Potterless and then he's doing a new one with a new book series, which is surprisingly good. I'm really bummed I didn't get into it sooner. I have heard it's very good. Anywho. Enough, enough about books. Yes. Okay, let's get back into other things. So, so we actually followed through on our podcast and made another season. We, didn't we did. We didn't burn out after the first season. We didn't murder each other. I know, that's surprising. Well, kind of not really. We know who would murder the other. I would kill you. Well, you would you <laughs> you would kill me in my sleep. I would kill you in open combat. Yes, that's very true. Actually, it is very sweet. Mom comments on our podcast a lot. And one thing Aww. that she says is that she is so happy that you and I have this thing together that has brought us closer together as siblings. 
And she loves that we do this as much as we swear and we talk about ridiculous things. You know, she's so happy that we have continued to do this. And we're going to keep doing this until one of us is just like, fuck you and walks away. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, I mean, we've had 20 years to say fuck you and walk away and neither of us have done it. Yeah, no, we're we're pretty tight siblings, so. Yeah, I mean, I did move to Alaska to get away from you, but. Well, th- I think that actually helped us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Distance makes the heart grow fonder and the desire for murder much lower. <laughs> no, but, you know, this has been so much fun doing. Season two was just like, I don't know. It was just so much fun to do it with you and to, like, explore the topics. and Yeah. We knew what we were doing. But we also didn't. No, no, we still don't know fully what we're doing, but we had a, we knew more than last time. We knew like a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, just a bit. But that really came through with our first one that we're going to talk about. We're going to skip the first two because, you know, this is short. We just want to cover some of the fun stuff. Sleepy Hollow, which that one, what, what happened? What, why did you guys like that? Yeah, it kind of, I mean, we we have a small audience at this time, but we love, you know, every we single love one all of you. you. We love you that listen to us. I will come to your house with a birthday <laughs> cake if you ask me to. You're literally like Patrick from that episode of Spongebob with the chocolate when they open the door and he's like, I love you. Yep, um, I will do that. <laughs> I will do that with the chocolate bar if you ask me to. Don't send me your address. I will find you. That's creepy. So, but like... You guys loved it. We were just kind of like, okay, let's do something different. Let's, this was straight up literature. This was not his, barely historical, barely spooky. It was straight up literature. And it was like, holy shit, you guys took this and ran with it. And it was wonderful. I mean, it was so much fun to research because I got into some of the little nitty gritty of references and little Easter eggs that he put in there. Andre's tree and all that history behind it with Major John Andre and how that literally led to the fall of West Point, which is like a huge nod. And I got to watch Disney Plus. <laughs> Allie, quick question. What? Did you pick this one just so you could watch Disney Plus? No, I told you in the episode why I picked it. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. You did say the thing. And but let me tell you, let me tell you something really sweet. I have a friend from the studio. She is such a kind, wonderful human being. JP, you've met her. And she listened to the podcast. Sleepy Hollow happened to be the very first episode that she listened to. So she was so sweet and she got me a Christmas present. And when I opened it up, it's a pillowcase. And on the pillowcase was an excerpt from Sleepy Hollow. And she said, I picked this out for you because that was the very first episode I listened to. And I was just like, oh my God, you're my favorite human being ever. And it is, it's on my bet. So I'm just so touched that she did that. And obviously I like hugged her and thanked her when I saw it. It brought a tear to my eye. But um, shout out to Sam because she's amazing. Yeah, no, you're awesome, Sam. And also I did get a Sleepy Hollow thing for this season too. I have, I got from my lovely big sister for my birthday, a yes. hockey jersey that has the Headless Horseman. It's the Sleepy Hollow Headless Horseman hockey team. 87 for the number because I think I looked it up. That's how many editions have been made of the book up to this point. Oh, I thought it was just because it was Sidney Crosby's number. No, why would Sidney Crosby have anything to do with Legend of Sleepy Hollow? Dude, I don't know. I'm just making shit up at this point, okay? <laughs> then also the name on the back, 
was Crane. I love it. Hell yes, it's black and orange. I love it. It's actually hanging up right behind me. Dude, it's black and gold. Right? No, it's black and orange. Is it black and orange? No, the, no, we're not doing that dress thing. We are not doing that fucking 2014 <laughs> dress thing. Was it it is black and orange. <laughs> it's spooky Halloween. It's got pumpkins on pumpkin fiery faces for the side. It's awesome. Yeah, you sent me the link and you were just like, here's a birthday idea. And I was like, this is awesome. So I immediately bought it and ordered it for you. It was great. Oh, thank you. But one thing I did want to mention that I don't think made it into the episode just because of timing or relevance was a little cool tidbit fact I found from Washington Irving when he came back to New York and he was talking about his time and describing New York. He called it Goatstown, but he used the Anglo-Saxon. Yes, you know, to be derogatory because, you know, it had a bunch of goats or, you know, people there were goats. I don't know. I guess that was an insult back then. Interesting. But no, no, here's what gets good. He used the Anglo-Saxon term for Goatstown, which was Gotham. What? Yeah. So Gotham is Anglo-Saxon for Goatstown. <laughs> so I know. Gotham is New York. Yeah. Well, he described it as a ghost town or Gotham. Wow. Yeah. So you're that... right. That did not make it in the episode. I'm kind of sad it didn't. No, it was just one of those like, I have all these little tidbits and facts and for timing's sake and pacing sometimes they just don't make it in but and that's uh, why we do this yeah so you guys can get those things and make sure that all the research we did doesn't go to waste yeah because it's our time too <laughs> anywho let's move on to the next one because we did sleepy hollow and then yes ah uh, yes i remember this one la llorona la llorona i really liked this episode it was, I missed the mark and just did my own thing. And I think that was like the, that was the standing point of season two. You, um, I don't know how else to describe you in that episode other than unhinged. Yeah. And I loved every second of it because one, it was fascinating. Unfortunately, we didn't get all of it. So I hope that you're going to bring something to us in between the seasons, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens, kiddos. My first one that I'm doing after we're done with the look back is going to be based on my experience with the Northern Lights. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the next one. But I want to speak to the progression of La Llorona and how it started. Okay? First... We picked it as a topic, right? We were like, hey, let's do this. Let's research it. So the research happened. And then listening to kind of my go-to podcast, they also covered La Llorona. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. Like, I appreciate hearing other people's versions of the story and like ideas of the myth and something that I could bring into my own research. And then we recorded it. We recorded it and we let it be. But as we were recording... I keep hitting my elbow off the table. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. As I'll we, edit that out. As we were recording, I was watching the Conjuring series, and a part of the Conjuring series was the movie La Llorona. And I remember saying to you in the episode or in one of the episodes that that was on the docket. I was going to watch it, and then later in the season, watched it and came back to you with a recap. So there was, honey, we had progression in this season. Okay, we had an overarching story that people could follow. You with the conjuring? 
Yeah. Well, with La Llorona specifically, because that was the specific topic that was covered. But yeah, I really like that topic. That's fair. And for, I didn't realize, but I guess the avenues I picked for La Llorona basically led me down multiple rabbit holes, including the Hispanic conquest. And I really didn't get into some of the varying politics of how, you know, when the Aztecs were like this giant, expansive, conquering empire in their own right. They also formed enemies. And what? An empire forming enemies? I've never heard of that before. No, not at all. (coughs) Rome. But uh, literally every other empire ever. Well, you don't get big and powerful in the world without, you know, causing a few genocides. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) That went in a direction I wasn't expecting. I didn't really get into too much of Cortez and how the conquistadors in this small pack actually managed to, you know, conquer a giant, massive, expansive city with armies of men. So that was one of the things that I kind of missed a little bit. And then I don't think I got into all of my theories with the different deities, but it was a lot of different kinds of water spirits from Mesoamerica. It's one of those just unfortunate things when it comes to history that we're trying to filter these things through biased and, sometimes incomplete sources that have been destroyed. So I would say for the most accurate depiction of what the JP's mythology he was talking about, just watch the road to El Dorado. That's probably <laughs> the face you're giving me. That's probably going to give you. <laughs> That's not accurate at all, Allie. That movie was <laughs> extremely inaccurate. <laughs> I don't... Oh, That's a great movie though. That's all I kept thinking about. It's, it's a great movie. Yeah. The song slap. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, without a doubt, I love that movie, but that that's not at all how it went down. So I think that there were so many different directions that you could have taken us that episode. And I really think we have talked about this. We're going to keep talking about it. But like, I really think that we have an Aztec mythology episode coming up in the future. Because it was a wild ride, like being in the recording with you. And at first I was following you and then it got to the point, which it usually gets to when you talk, oh, where I'm like, what is happening? Story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I always think of that. I think I made the joke of this during the story, but that meme of like the guy who has the blast shield on and that was Wachelia Pochi just being born that he was like, I have no idea where I am, who I am. But I must kill. And wielding a fucking dragon as a sword. For me, though, it was just like, I was following you, right? I was there with you. I was... Yeah, no, you... No, it was honestly about two-thirds of the way through. Where I think I was like, I either have to stop this now, or we're going to have a two and a half hour episode because there's no way that we're getting through this without going down 8 million different rabbit holes. Super fascinating. I loved what you did with it. But yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and <laughs> to prevent to... that from happening now, <laughs> let's go from the jungles of South America to the wilds of Western Africa, because this was Whoa! my episode. with That the story. Of- yeah oh this one honestly was the one that got me really into trying to do some soundscaping because i was going back through the recording i'm like 
man, if I could add some gunshot effects here or some drums, it would sound so sick. But that story is one of those moments in history where it's like, you can't, it's almost like it's too ridiculous for a movie and you can't believe it actually happened. Well, I have to tell you, JP, that when you, when we came up with the ideas of we're going to surprise each other with an episode in season one, I did Jeff the Talking Mongoose and you did the Grand Runaway. Grand Theft Locomotive. Grand Theft Locomotive. I couldn't remember exactly what we called it. I was like, how are you going to top this? And then you came in with the Lions of Sabo and I'm like, holy crap, he topped it. So I don't know how you're going to top it next season. We know what our topics are. We're not going to share them with you guys yet, but I don't know how you're going to top it. The, Mine uh, involves children. I'll tell you that. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah but i think the one thing i didn't really mention too much on the lines of salvo one was some of the extra stories that had been involved with that i think did i mention the one they were laying out on a cart all night that was covered and concealed with a goat as bait and they were waiting for the lions the whole night they could hear them and when they woke up the goat i think it was either gone or still there i think it was probably gone I mean, lions aren't going to pass up a free snack, but then they notice puck marks or lion prints around their wagon. The lions knew they were in there, but couldn't see a way in. JP, you didn't tell that story, but what the fuck? <laughs> what? Yeah, they were crafty lions. They were... Uh... I they mean, were they, too smart. They were too smart. They were. And it didn't really help that the lines were spread so thin. So it was like before they could pull a guy out from beyond the bow fences and into the grasslands, it'd take like 10 minutes for somebody with a gun to even get there. Yeah. That was, I think there's only been a handful of other times I've heard things are like almost too crazy in history for even the big screen. But that was Lines of Salvo, and that just made me think of one of those like wild history stories. And if you guys do want to go actually see the Lions, the actual Lions of Salvo, they are on permanent display in the Chicago Field Museum, up the stairs to the left in the African section. Yeah, exactly what you said. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I, again, saw so many people walk past that exhibit not knowing the story of what happened. And I think yeah. that's a crime. I'm glad that I was able to bring that episode out so that now. Yeah, I am too. Cause that was a, I would have walked past it too. If I didn't know. Anyway, now going, changing scenery <laughs> again to Ireland. Ireland. Oh my God. This episode was a pain in the ass. It was. Holy crap. We had to record it like what? Three times. Yeah, it was like three or four times. We tried oh. to record it. I think the first time we just, Actually, we're just both pissy and we could not get anything done. Well, and I think we were interrupted. Um, that was a, oh, that was the second time. Yeah. Where, that was a, yeah, there was one time where you and I, when we get pissy at each other, we cannot accomplish anything. But we have now acknowledged when that happens. And so we can kind of look at each other and be like, not today. <laughs> Which I think is really great, especially working the way that we do together. Chaotic and uncontrolled. And unhinged. But <laughs> once we did get it recorded, it was really interesting. I liked that episode a lot. And Ireland has always been a place I really wanted to go to. So maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day I can take you and show you the pub where 
we all hung out in the bullshit corner of Galway, which, oh, I got to put that post on our Instagram. Oh, yeah. Send it to me. That was also the first one where I started experimenting with some soundscaping and some music. Yes, you did. Just because it, I, you know, we talked a little while. And it's kind of fun to have some of that going on in the background, but I'll get more into that later because we're going to skip ahead. We did Bloody Mary. And actually, funny thing, we were so far behind on that, getting that episode done that we actually recorded Queen Mary, edited it, and got it that done, even though that was supposed to be after. Because Bloody Mary was such an involved episode where Queen Mary wasn't as involved. Yeah. And then, so we did Bloody Mary, we did LaLaurie, which I didn't get into as much as, well, no, I did. Or no, I didn't get into the Gold Coast Uprising. Oh, yeah, we did not discuss that. No, that so that one was... one thing that did not make it in the episode. That was the largest slave revolt, or no, it was the German Coast Uprising, and that was the largest slave revolt in American history, with over 500 slaves quietly plotting underneath their master's nose and then from several different plantations i'm just glossing over it was led by three i think military generals from who were kidnapped from africa and they basically led a large march and there was a straight up battle between them and the plantation owners new orleans went into like full panic mode and declared a state of emergency yeah and then they basically slaughtered all of the slaves who participated in it. Oh, yikes. To, yeah, to a no. T. Beheaded Don't most like of them. And oh. then uh, lined the road to New Orleans with their severed heads. Are you, JP, are you fucking kidding me? We'll have to do a whole episode on that one because the German Coast Uprising, it is not talked about much, but it was a huge, huge incident in New Orleans. Jeez, and, okay, well, spoiler alert for the future, because we are definitely going to talk about that one. That is a, like, make a note of that, because that is holy crap. Yeah, if you're interested about it now, there's a good YouTube channel named Octunche Film, I believe it is. He covers it, and he does a great job in detail and how he talks about it. So if you want to know more, that's a good place to start. Yeah, that's that definitely a good place to start, because uh You have no idea who shit. I'm talking about. No, I, I, you've, you've showed me his channel before. Okay. And then there was the absolute madhouse that was Skeleton Lake. <laughs> that was fun. Oh my goodness. We, uh, I liked that one. That was really cool because it was like, I don't know, just something really different from what we had done. And it was a weirder vibe too. I, we never record on a Monday afternoon, but we did. And I guess I was in a good mood that day because I was just throwing everything off the wall and seeing what stuck or what. Yeah, you you were um yeah, it was really interesting that day. That recording. I remember like leaving that recording being like, "Huh, maybe we should do more Monday night recordings." Yeah. <laughs> Although that's like not going to work, but still, no, it's not Monday was... night when we're recording now, so. No, that was a that was a very good one where we were both really in sync. I think uh especially into bringing that story at the end. That one I actually had a lot of fun with the soundscaping for that one. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I appreciated that. That was a good time. And then we really got into the fun with uh, that Killer in the Backseat series. Yeah, that was so fun. That was also just a nice little, give a nice little break as we're getting into the holidays. But that was something I had been working with a school librarian. I literally walked into her room one day and I said, hi, I can do podcasts and stories. <laughs> can I tell stories to children? And she was like, Sure. Okay. About murderers. 
Well, the funny thing that we got on to talking about was that the kids were really into spooky, scary stories. And that was like, she got a lot of requests for books about those topics. And she kind of laughed because she was like, I don't want to give these kids one that a third grader is asking for something that's maybe more for like fifth or sixth grade, but they kind of ask. And then she kind of looks at them and says, well, is that what you wanted? You wanted scary. And it's almost the kids are in that somewhat it's scary, but it's still kid friendly. And then some of them are starting to jump to the, Oh, now I'm just terrifying myself because I may be dealing with stuff kind of topics that are actually horrifying. And so we took kill in the backseat, but we renamed it high beams. The, first one that i did where i told the story that was exactly how i told it to the kids obviously you heard i beefed it up with a lot of sound effects and i had yeah, you had so, fun with that one. Oh my goodness i was i one funny thing is that i was literally sitting in on my lunch break at school just l- clicking and listening to different sounds of engines revving of like <laughs> no that sounds too much like a little sedan i was i was looking for this <laughs> Oh, this is too much like a Hyundai Sonata. Like, oh yeah, no, I was, I was like, oh, this one is this one's definitely a Toyota Corolla. Like. No, I, I literally was doing that. I'm like, I'm trying to, I was trying to get like a sound. It sounded like an old, yeah, like a yeah. '90s beat up pickup truck. Not stereotyping, but you know, that's a big intimidating vehicle. So I'm like trying to get that sound. Yeah, the kind that would like hit the tree and the tree would go down and the truck would be fine. That yeah. kind of a truck. Yeah. No, I yes. got you. I got you. And I get all these sounds of like I'm like, nope. <laughs> like, that's a fucking Tesla. <laughs> yeah. So I I just was going through like listening to all these different kinds of sounds and I it just worked out so well and I had to get even just down to like trying to figure out the footsteps. Does that sound like heels? Does that sound like foot boots? Different things boots. like that. Boots, boots. Boots, yes. boots, boots. Yeah, I'm going Dr. Seuss here. So <laughs> the the one I do really love is that knife at the end. That's where I got the most creative with it because I found the sound of a knife dropping. And then I create, added like an echo to it, slowed down the tempo. So that particular spot, it sounded more in slow motion. So it had that very ringing because I wanted to get that feel of like complete tunnel vision on this knife and giving that sense of realization of just how much danger the person was in. Dude, you're setting the bar so high for editing. It's not even funny. I I do this to myself and then I complain later and then I forget that the only standards I've set were by me. Yeah, I I don't know how I'm going to top that it was so fun though for just creating because this was yeah just pure creation and that i loved and then the second one killing the back the part two that was just straight up the recording we made that we put the kids on and i was very happy when i could k- click the clean part because i know i showed it to elementary kids but i know <laughs> i'm like this is the first and only time we're probably going to get to put clean on an episode you told me going into recording, you were like, this is going to be for kids. And I was like, mm, I don't think I should be allowed to record anything for children because I hardly have a filter. So, yeah, no, no, you don't. I'm surprised those kids at the karate studio are still innocent. I have let many a F word slip under my breath. And Brennan has caught me slipping them up, too. 
And then he just laughs. <laughs> Actually, everyone's caught me slipping up, like, but the kids don't see it because they don't look at me. So like, but the adults know, like, yeah, when I mess something up, the adults will look at my face and I'll literally like mouth the F word because I know I've messed up. And then I'm like, oh, don't, don't show the kids. <laughs> but, but the kids don't see it. So yeah, no. Yeah. So that was, that was a fun one, a little break. And then we ended it off with the blackout ripper. Uh, that one. Yeah. <sighs> I am sorry, everyone. I'm just sorry. We, you, you should apologize. Do you know why? Because you had to research all the crimes and they were. Yeah. Well, it was a, a ripper in London. What did you expect? Well, I was expecting something, but I was not expecting that. But I will tell you, when I was doing the research... Yeah, have you not done the research for the original Ripper? Jack the Ripper? Yeah. No, I actually haven't. But Jack the Ripper, I don't know that much about, to be quite frank. Are, are, are you serious? Listen, U.S. serial killers, I got you. Anything overseas, I just... It's not that I'm not interested, it's just that I haven't... He's I know. the OG of modern serial killers and you've never but he also he hasn't killed as much as people think he has like he has a much smaller body count oh but... uh, historically he set a lot of precedents and a lot of things were established during that owl it... hey i didn't say i wasn't gonna research him i just said i hadn't yet okay, okay? Yeah. so yeah, yeah like going into this i wasn't i kind of was going in clean slate i had no idea what i was getting myself into and then holy shit that was a lot yes and it was really one of those that i to make not to really help the situation but i also got into the fact of hey this is a serial killer that we normally think of but don't forget that world war ii fucking sucked oh did it jp i had no clue yeah this was uh i actually looked a lot for uh this from war against humanity it's a series from time ghost on youtube and they have a whole thing of basically just how oh yeah every day there were people being massacred brutalized tortured there was one instance where people just were forced to starve to death on a boat because nobody really wanted to deal with the refugees coming in oh my god well, I try to put that comparison because I get so sick and tired of everyone obsessing over these serial killers and them being so brutal. And I get pissed about the fact that everyone's like, oh my God, look at them. And all the I'm like, are you kidding me? Do you know how much shit goes down in history? And it's just like, oh, it's just a person or, oh, they're just evil. Well, guess what? They're freaking evil too. I don't think it's necessary that people forget what happens is – that you don't realize these things are happening at the same time. Yeah, you know, one of the okay. So one of the topics we're researching for season three. I'm not going to share what it is, but as I'm researching it, I'm remembering that something very important is happening while this thing is going on, and it does not register in my head that these two things can be happening at the same time. And it's like you forget. I mean, you forget the vastness of our world. History doesn't happen in the vacuum, people. No, it doesn't. And I think that's kind of one of the more important things that you bring to here is because you remind all of us that, yes, while these horrific crimes were happening and this truly evil human being was doing very disturbing and destructive things, there were so many other people that were experiencing horror in a different way. 
I just hate how serial killers get so much attention. I really think they sh- they do get glorified, and I don't like. They really should just be forgotten. When we cover stories, when we cover the true crime stories on this podcast, I do try to focus more, you know, on the victims and try to make sure that their stories are told because, you know, the Blackout Ripper was a dick. I didn't even put his name in my notes until the very, very end. We definitely try to at least get the story out there, but yeah. That ended our season on a very dark, grim note going into the It winter. did end our season on a dark, grim note. But we had a fun <laughs> little joke one of Krampus. Krampus! Okay, JP. So, I messed up. A lot. How did you do it this time? Wow, I like how I added this time in there. Okay, so I was talking to my coworker. All right, my one coworker and I have really bonded over this show called The League. I know you've heard me talk about it. I know you haven't seen it. You've made me watch it. I have made you watch it. Good, because it's a great show. It was only on six seasons. It was on FX. Now it's on Hulu. All the characters are trash. Oh, they're all garbage. That's the thing. They are all garbage human beings. Nick Kroll is in it, Jason Manzukis, but there is a character whose name is Taco. Taco gets high a lot. And Taco is really upset that around Christmas time, nobody talks about Krampus. He's like, we need to have Krampus carols and we need to celebrate Krampus more because he comes and he like murders your children and blah, blah, blah. So another character, Ruxin, who is a lawyer, goes to a mall and is really upset that there are no menorahs, any symbols of Hanukkah in the mall. The mall manager and Ruxin have a whole spat. So Ruxin encourages Taco to get really, really high, dress up in his Mr. McGiblet suit, which is basically a giant Muppet, and go on a crampage and destroy the mall's Santa setup. So- Jesus Christ. <laughs> So, so talk like if anybody just watches this clip, it's just really great because it's just this dude who's high off his ass wearing like a purple and green Muppets costume that's named Mr. McGiblets, but he's trying to act like Krampus and he has like a Santa hat on and he's just like throwing these fake presents around and like throwing them at children and running towards the children and freaking them out. It is so funny. Okay, that that does actually sound funny. My coworker was very sad when I said to him, oh, yeah, we recorded a Krampus episode. And he goes, oh, did you talk about Taco? And I looked at him and I was like, no, I forgot about Taco. All right. Well, coworker. Josh. I hope you're happy now. Josh. <laughs> are you entertained, Josh? Are you not entertained? <laughs> God, we had to do a whole 40 minute recording just so Josh could get that happiness. This is why you mean become friends with podcasters early because then they'll do whatever you say. No, this is why you don't record an hour after you get your booster shot for COVID, okay? Go get your boosters. Go get your booster shots. Yep. Stay safe, mask up, but don't record your podcast an hour after. Yes. That is my tidbit to everybody. We should really tell the CDC to add that warning for post-booster. But be safe, be smart, everybody. And remember... Licking doorknobs is illegal on other planets. Correct. All right. (laughs) We'll catch you in about two weeks, guys. 
Yeah. Until then, go rate us on Spotify because that's a thing you can do now. Wait, what? Yeah, you can rate people on Spotify. So go rate us. Give us five stars. Thanks, everyone. Class dismissed.